Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of Webway Radio. I'm your host, Kurt. And Jordan. And today we are going to talk about the Adepticon announcements, make excuses for why we haven't recorded in almost a month, talk a little hobby progress, and then we're going to talk about our experiences at the Cherokee Open 2023. So let's get started. Before we get to hobby progress, let's talk about some of the Adepticon reveals. Um, they showed off the lion first for the Dark Angels. That was amazing. I know you're super excited about that. Yeah. I'm Taiwan Lannister. <laughs> really fighting the urge to just paint all the Space Marines green right now. I think you've had one unit of Dark Angels. It was the seventh edition starter set. Mm-hmm. So technically I've got the the exclusive Chaplain and, and the Deathwing and the tactical squad but i believe you painted a unit too right i mean it was one of the first things i painted but yes so they're out there probably not going to pull the trigger on that but it's still neat he's he's an awesome awesome looking character so can't wait to see his rules and then of course we have the big 10th edition announcement which is very exciting and a little a little scary i guess but showing off the new data sheet really kind of made me feel better about things because you know the rumor said they were getting rid of toughness and i i like that the different attacks have their own strength values so i feel better about seeing the cards and knowing that they're not getting rid of strength versus toughness totally um, right to change the game so I, i think next week they're supposed to start showing off the rules so we'll know real soon kind of what it's going to look like i think i also feel better that they're offering it free for each army to start out with. Right, and that's that's huge. All the rules are free from the get-go. I know last time we had to buy the books, and I think each of those were $25. It was rough. Glad it's not going to cost us a small fortune just to start playing again when the mm-hmm. new edition drops. All right, and then they also showed a heresy campaign book, which is pretty neat. It's going to be Sons of Horus versus Imperial Fist. Doesn't really affect me. But I'm sure there'll be some cool rules and stuff in there that we can use at some point. I didn't see much of that. Is it like 30K? or? Yeah, that's, that's a 30K. Kind of like they're doing with the the 40K campaigns. They're, they're opening it up, and that's how they're going to kind of expand the game instead of updated rules every so often. They announced a new Kill Team box, and I have no idea what the box name is, but the Beastmen are in it. So hmm. they're finally kind of coming back to 40K, I think. I know... Thousand Sons have Zangors, but these are straight up like unaffiliated beastmen. So that's really neat to see them kind of come back. Because at one point there were four different beastmen army or units for all the different chaos gods. Hmm. Um, and then lastly, I thought they were just in Warhammer Fantasy. Nope, nope. At one point there were Corn Gores and Beast Gores or Beastagores and Plague Gore. I don't, I don't remember. And then of course Zangor for Thousand Sons and Zeech. But yeah, they, they just kind of disappeared and never came back. And so now they're slowly coming back, and it's really neat. Is it going to be part of another army, or will I'm it sure, be its own I'm sure they'll get entity? data sheets in the new Chaos books. Um, but it, it looks like Fantasy Beastmen with bolters and knives mm. and, and all that. So really, really interesting. I like the aesthetics. You know, I had a Beastman army back in the day. And then speaking of armies back in the day, the last thing that really kind of interested me from uh, the Adepticon reveals were the Seraphon. They kind of showed off the the range refresh and even our son was watching the trailer and was like, wow, Mm -hmm. dad, those dinosaurs look so cool. I know, bud. Uh, (laughs) 
almost makes me want to dive into Age of Sigmar, but I've been down that path a few times, and it's just not going to happen. I feel like we've talked about it a few times, but I think it's important that you have your focus in one, especially with kids and time limits. Right. The time constraints are are real in this house. And I guess one more thing before we move on to hobby progress. I know we talked about, or while we were at Cherokee, we talked about recording like that next Tuesday. But I know, as you know, on Saturday night, we got a call from your mom and our daughter was sick-ish. And then Sunday, she she didn't get any better. And then Monday, she wasn't really better. So we finally took her to the doctor and she popped positive for COVID. And then we immediately tested our son and he had COVID. And then a couple of days later, I got COVID. And then you got really sick. And then we just kind of survived that next week because spring break was coming. Uh, and then we went to Disney World. Yes. And this whole week has just been a blur trying to get back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. And here it is Saturday afternoon. Finally, the kids are at grandma's house again. <laughs> and we had, you know, a little bit of time just to sit down for a few minutes and, and try to knock this episode out. So if you've been waiting, I apologize. Life really kind of kicked us in the butt the last couple of weeks. I did. And our hope was to get everyone healthy before going to Disney World because right. that's a big to do. It was our first time with kids, so. That was that was rough and expensive. But either way, off to hobby progress. So I don't think you've done anything. No. Oh, yeah, you, you played your tournament. I'm working you take on my doctorate. <laughs> Let's see. I think I painted up another rack squad. So I'm up to 30 racks. Not that I've ever really fielded that many, but hey, one day I'm going to play a bunch of them, maybe. And then let's Are those see. the super melee ones? They're just the really tanky dudes. Toughness four. The homunculus is nearby. They're up to toughness five, which is huge for my army. And then they've got the six up in Vuln and then the five up feel no pain. I know you had a bunch of them in your Cherokee list and then took them out later. Yeah, and I, I kind of regret that, but I'll, I'll cover that once we kind of get to the Cherokee stuff. Let's see. What else? Have I, I painted, started experimenting after Cherokee with some Necrons. I was off for a few days, so I actually got to assemble a whole bunch of them. And I painted a unit of Lich Guard. I didn't have the fancy Tesseract Vault Green or Tesseract Green, whatever the Tesseract color is. I didn't have it. So I made my own. How'd that go? Really well. I I put it in a lot of the recesses of the weapons and the shields and things like that. And I I basically made my own wash with an extremely bright green so I could Mm -hmm. tap it. And the gravity would pull it in both directions. So I just had to tap it in three or four places and the whole thing was done. And because it was wash-like, I could take a paper towel and just clean up on the edges where I, I tapped it. And it looks good. It pops. It's really bright. And even from here, 10 feet away, I can I can see those green lines, which I think is pretty good. Really proud of them. But for an army that I was thinking, I- I'm going to paint these really fast and just knock them out. I spent like 20 hours on that unit of Lich Guard. I don't know what happened. But now the standard's been set for the Necrons. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to have to dump a ton of time into those instead of just like banging all out. In a I week. think once you get to a routine, it'll speed up significantly. Your first units always take right. a little yeah. bit longer just because you're setting the scheme. True, true. But it is exciting to see our son. Yes. Very excited about his army. <laughs> and and before anything else, speaking of Necrons, I actually got to sit down with him. I don't know what day it was, but me and him actually played a real like 300 point game of of army men or you know what he calls warhammer and he got to play with the real rules and measure and shoot and charge and he had a blast it might be a good time to introduce him to the hobby with 10th edition just because you have the cards and he can see it it's gonna be 
real easy for him, and and that makes me very excited. So three three months or so, and we'll have a have a six year old, maybe a I guess he'll be seven. seven. And gosh, seven year old playing Warhammer with us, so really really exciting. And the last thing I did, I I tinkered with some Space Wolf list. I tried to paint a few things. I'm not happy with how they look, so. I kind of put Space Wolves on the back burner for now, but I don't know. I've, I've, I feel the call. I just don't like the color that I've got on them. And still working on that. I know that you were, you're toying with the idea of starting a new army for 10th edition. Have you decided or? I'll probably decide once I see the price of the box. <laughs> I know, you know, my first army that I built and painted was Tyranids. And I sold those probably, I guess, whenever the last Codex came out last year, maybe. I, I was on the fence. I really wanted to do it, but, you know, again, just didn't want to spend, you know, $800 on a, mm-hmm. on a new army. But I think if I could get some a couple of those starter boxes at a decent price, I mean, that's that'd be an insane way to, to start an army, especially if it's going to come with everything they're saying it's going to come with. So we'll just see. Maybe I can find somebody to split the boxes with and finally pull that off. And I, I don't think I told you this, but in episode one or two, I talked about wanting to, to make a Tyranid table. And so, really? yes, uh, like a like an Imperial world that had been hit by the Tyranids and it's just kind of the leftover, like the spiky things poking mm-hmm. out and it, it I have really big plans for it. And I kind of started hoarding any Tyranid STL terrain file that I could find. And I actually printed a couple of those off Friday at work. So nice. They look good. Tweak them a little bit, but... Uh, that, that might be coming. That might be my motivation to actually have a Tyranid army because I'd have a Tyranid table. And golly, it would only make sense, right? I know with Cherokee, I kind of got disappointed in my Eldar. So I'm looking for a new direction to go to. So we'll see. Right. Well, do you want to talk about that now? Or do you want to cover that when that game that that uh, kind of triggered that happens? We can get there. And then the last thing that I've really done hobby-related is I recently got some IKEA desks with the Alex drawers and found these really cool STL files for the Vallejo paint holders. So I've printed off a ton of those, and I have moved all of my, like, 120 Vallejo paints inside of one of those drawers. And it has freed up so much desk space because I had one of those modular MDF, like, paint thingies. And it just wasn't big enough. So to now have all of those in one drawer is, is amazing. All right. I, I think that's it. Like I said, you haven't really been out here the last month or so. Sick kids and sick you and Disney World and doctorate. So let's just jump straight into Cherokee and all the things that happened in the games we played. Cherokee 23. This year we took a little different approach and we both took half days on Thursday. Thursday. Right. Gosh, it's all run together. It's been so crazy. And we went up way earlier than we did. I know last year we got there at like 11 p.m. or something. Mm-hmm. Super late. We were tired. We missed all the fun stuff. This year we got there at 6, maybe. Huge difference. It was daylight going up and down the mountains and around the corners. and It's a very pretty drive. It was. It rained a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. It did rain the whole way home again, though, which I guess is just... What's going to happen every time we go every year? But we took our friends Wesley and Gwen. Mm-hmm. Wesley, I, I think we talked about a little bit last time. You know, he he plays off and on and very sporadic. So the goal there was to get him interested and see how it goes and what it looks like and just to see all these people enjoying the hobby. And it worked. We had hoped to get him on, but he's down with some kind of sickness right now. Go figure. And you know, maybe maybe next time we can 
get him on as a as a third chair and and just let him talk about his experience and right. seeing it for the first time because as long as he's played, he had never seen anything like that. And so. he's the one that introduces us introduced us to the hobby. So right, right. So it uh, it was nice to kind of see you know the 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 Warhammer child in him come out and just be excited and check stuff out and like, oh man, did you see this or did you see that or this guy's running this crazy thing and, and he's you know. very excited to get his armies ready to go. Yes, and and we realized while he was watching some games as we were still playing at his house on the old kind of table size, which really doesn't do his army a lot of justice, uh, being cow. So he he's excited to try a, a game with like the regular size stuff. But at this point, I think there's no sense in trying to teach him anything until tenth drops. So. Right. Cross that bridge later. Cherokee. It was two hundred and sixty-eight people this year. I think it doubled in size or almost doubled in size. And there was still plenty of space. It, it's it so was. nice to to have little tables in in three sec or three tables in a section. You could get around if you need to. If you're if you're in the middle, you're not completely trapped. It's really nice. Day one for me, you know, nerves are a big thing. Game one for me, it always is, and I'm sure it's the same for you. Just right. kind of, you know, how's my opponent going to be? That sort of thing. And the guy that I played, his name was Justin, and he played Sisters of Battle. It was either his first event ever or his first big <laughs> event, you know, other than a local RTT. You know, I walked, he walked up and was like, hey man, this, this is going to be fun. We're going to have a blast. And, and that was probably my favorite game, if not my second favorite. You know, they were all great, but, but that one just stood out. Immediately handed him one of the, uh, the Webway radio die. Right. He was super appreciative of it. You know, he ended up beating me 58 to 83. I overcommitted some stuff, but it was a super fun game, and, and he had a blast. And at the end, he was like, "Oh, I was so afraid I was going to play a try hard and blah 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 blah." And you've been a great <laughs> opponent. And he said something about like, "Man, he, he used our die for a miracle dice for the Sisters of Battle, right? You know, so you roll it and you get to keep it. So every time he'd roll it, it would be a six or or something <laughs> great." And he's like, "Those were awesome." So I just handed him a a handful of them. I was like, "Here, you're going to need them in round two. right? And I I think he kind of went on a, a bit of a slide there as well. But that's what happens when you you get in that winner's bracket. What about you? How was your game one? My round one was with Logan from Xenos Petting Zoo. He had played Iron Hands. I was I went turn two, which is also always terrible for my army. So I just kind of hid, and he had lots of tanks and lots of shooty things. So he pretty much shot me off the table turn three. He was very kind, very. He was a very good opponent of teaching me things that I should and shouldn't have done. So I liked that. Yes. And I know the whole way there, something I kept warning you about was like, iron hands are going to hurt. Don't take it personally. Iron hands are going to hurt. Don't take it personally. And they um, did. And golly, you drew him game one. And he beat me 100 to 46. <laughs> way to set the tone. And it, it turns out he is from Nashville, I think. Hermitage. Her, yeah. Well, the Nashville, yeah. greater Nashville area. And they're trying to get some events going up there, which there's not really a lot in Nashville, I've noticed. I think we've swapped our uh, contact yep. information we, with them just to stay in touch. Yeah, we, we met one of the other team members and, and swapped info and waiting to just kind of see what happens. So I need to message them and just see if anything's going on. But I haven't seen anything in Best Coast mm -hmm. pairings. So that's uh, something we need to you know follow up on, I guess. Uh, my round two was against a guy named Cameron playing Necrons. And again, this was one of those like crazy games. This was probably my highlight game of the weekend for me, at least, because it started real bad. He had the Silent King, 20 man and a 19 man blob of warriors, hard to move, you know, shoot real hard. 
basically once he was on an objective, it was his. I was down early. I think it was like 17 to, to 45 or something at one point. And it was like, oh, man, here we go. Like, and and he had to put his Silent King on a on a uh, like an armor container or, or something like that. And he tried to make a charge, which essentially it's a one-inch charge. But to go down the armor container, it was three extra inches. So it was a four-inch right. charge. And I think it was turn three, he, he tried to make that charge. And he rolled a three and failed it. And then he command point re-rolled it, and I think he rolled snake eyes and rolled a two. Wow. And, you know, those witches survived, and that alone was a was an eight-point swing. Turning point. And then things just kind of went my way. Suddenly, you know, Drezar was making all of his saves, and he alone murdered, like, four characters. And then a character came back, and he murdered that character again. Wow. Um, and then the Incubi did their work, and they killed a bunch of stuff, and the Succubus got into... You know, she made like a 12-inch long bomb charge. Just like, oh, what? you can't overwatch. Let's see what happens. Oh, my God, it happened. And so it just became one of those like ridiculous games where it just went bananas. And I ended up winning that game 75 to 67. It was it was so much fun. And I don't know, it, it was it was really cool. I I haven't had a comeback game like that in a long time. And it, it was, I needed that. Round two, I played Jeff with Custodes. It was probably one of my more favorite games, I guess. I actually got to do things and kill things, and it made me feel good. He, too, was giving me lots of, I guess, guidance on my army. He had played Eldar before, and he was a newer player, and he spent a long time trying to decide what army that he could learn the game of 40K with. And I've been playing for a long time, but I've never veered away from Eldar. And I feel like with the new Eldar Codex, I've had to relearn the army all over again, and there are lots of rules. And so I kind of talked to Jeff about looking into doing a different army or starting a new army, and he suggested trying Custodes because they're smaller amounts of models. You don't have to memorize a whole lot of rules, and they're pretty tough. Um, So it was a good conversation to have of him trying to lure me to try other things and not just be disappointed in the way my Eldar are performing. Right. And, and I know, I guess it was on the way to Disney world. You know, we, we talked, we had had some time in the car, 10, 12 hours, uh, talked a lot about it and how they played, kind of looked up the rules and the combos. And they're an army that I've kind of been eyeing since the burning of Prospero box, just because that's the box I never got. And it came with a bunch of them. You know, we're, we're kind of. I didn't lose bad. I mean, my score was ninety eight sixty nine. So I yeah, know you you scored points in most of your games. You scored very well. I'm sure it just came down to little swings and and things like that. Um. But yeah, definitely kind of looking around for maybe some used or good deals on some custodies. So we'll, we'll see. But it could be a nice army we share, right? As a couple, because we love each other. <laughs> And then, let's see, round three, I played Steven um, Eldar with a patrol, or I don't know how it was built, but had some Harlequin in there. Harlequins, rather. And golly, um, that wasn't pretty. I just, you know, even against you, I struggle with Eldar because we're both very fast. You're mm-hmm. one of the few, arm- or Eldar's one of the few armies that, that can kind of match me in my pace. 
And unfortunately, he had the firepower and the characters with all the shenanigans, and I just couldn't really get anything done in that game. So I, right. I ended up losing that 30 to 98. That was my second worst game. What about you, round three? Uh, round three, I had Tim with Necrons. Cool guy. I like uh. him. We, and every t- after every round, I would see him, and we'd end up chatting for like five minutes. Yeah. He was really He kind of really kept swell. up with us yeah. for the rest of the time after we met him. He had a very interesting Necron list. I went into the game very confident, probably overconfident, because I felt like I had a good hold on the table and the objective, and then I just kind of fell off in the end, and I lost that one 68 to 90. I think I made it over there towards the end of that game, mostly because we were waiting to go to dinner, and the three of us, me, Wesley, and Gwen, were, were quite hungry. Right. Um, but I, I caught the tail end of it, and he just had so many things on and, the table. And the whole, um, I mean, the ability to come back to life. Once I would kill something, it mm-hmm. would come back, and he sacrificed one of his special rules in order to bring back one of his big characters after I had already killed it, and that was devastating. Um, and it ended know. up wiping out my guardians, and I couldn't score the engage on all fronts like I'd planned. So, oh, oh no! And see, I the guy I played that had the twenty warriors. I think I I went into him with the incubi, and I did. I killed like eleven of them, and seven of them stood back up. I was like, mm-hmm. "Are you kidding me?" Like, I just didn't have the combat oomph to uh, to to hurt them enough to not have them bring all those back. So, and I was here very- I am. Very disappointed in myself with the striking scorpions and the way they performed that game just because I forgot all of my special weapon rolls and I probably could have obliterated a whole unit of scarabs and then half of them came back because I had forgot my rolls. So that was kind of disappointing to me, but... Now you know. Um, now I know. So that concludes day one for us. I don't even remember what we did for dinner that night. Oh, we went to the little Japanese place, right? Friday night? Yeah, we didn't have plans Friday night. Yeah. It was good. I was just so mentally exhausted mm-hmm. at that point. I, I wasn't really making great dinner conversation. And I was tired. Day two. Dun, dun, dun. I know my game four um, was against Justin, who played Leagues of Votan. I, I had a little notebook with me to take, just scribble things down about different armies. My my exact notes here were, <clears throat> they hurt. <laughs> it was horrific. Top of turn one, his he's got the gun and the vehicle. I don't know the names of them. It's the first time I've ever played them. But basically, there's a way he can make them to where you can't take invuln saves. And he shot a raider. And that raider exploded and killed like six incubi. So right off the get-go, I'm down, you know, 200-something points. Then the other one shot and killed some other flyer and completely crippled all my witches. And so they're in the backfield with no transport, and they just got shot all to hell. The game was over pretty much at the top of turn one at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to put up a good fight and just kind of see what they did and, and stay with it. But I think towards the end of maybe turn two, I, th- I think we played turn three just to see what happens and how many points I could score. I scored 30. It, it was over quick. But a lot of that was just, it's new. I had seen the battle reports, but you know, I can't remember everything that every army does. I, I got smoked. But he was he was really fun. You know, I think... We came over and checked on you because we got to talking about how mm-hmm. you were playing and, and the sheet you made. So we wanted to see you and your army and how you were doing and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So he, he was fun. No no issues there. Uh, round four, I had Matt with World Eaters. Brand new codex, brand new rules. Didn't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. So I probably focused on things that I shouldn't have and 
He came back to hurt me later. So that's half the fun. <laughs> and he was actually able to farm points with the new rule, which yes. substantially swung the curve. I feel like in the first two turns, I had the table. And then him just completely, every time something died, he farmed those points. Mm-hmm. and Turns them into victory points. He ended up beating me 82 to 42 for because he maxed out the yeah, yeah. farming. I have world leaders over there, but they are... They're old. Almost as old as you are. <laughs> um, so game five for me was against Nathan playing Tyranids. Not a terrible loss, but it was one of those... He, he, Played the uh, uh, the the one that spawns stuff. I can't think of what it's called it's off the top of my head. It's been a long week. But he had multiple units of the little guys that shoot, like thirty man units of those, and then it was just a, a chore to chew through. And the board control he had, and the psychic powers he had. I think he had five characters. It was just unbelievable how many spells he could throw. And of course, with the synapse range. He's able to shoot psychic powers where he normally couldn't reach. And it was just, it was bonkers. But yeah, 84, 66, not a terrible loss. But towards the end, I lost some things that I thought would stick around or wasn't wasn't great. Good game, though. Fun opponent. It was nice to play Tyranids that aren't just like five big monsters that ate everything in a turn and tabled me. At least I went to the or went the distance on this one. So what about you? Game five? Uh, round five was Sean with Space Wolves. Super fun guy. He was just there to have fun like me. So um, we kidded. We had fun. We we both got super excited when the Banshees secured their 11-inch charge, took out an entire unit. So he even cheered for me on that one. Um, he was a really neat guy to to play against. He was really into the lore of Space Wolves and making it his own rather than winning. So it's always fun to play an opponent like that. And didn't he give out some swag or a keychain or something? He did. I got a Space Wolves keychain yeah. that his girlfriend made, or his fiance made. So. I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. And, you know, we gave out dice to anybody we played. Right. So it was it was kind of nice. So you dropped game six. I did. After the game with Sean, I was mentally exhausted, kind mm-hmm. of disappointed because I didn't win a game all uh, tournament and just decided to drop. That's fine. I, I know for me, game six, I, I considered it, but I, I don't know. I, I figured I paid to be there, and I was I was really jonesing and, and feeling good. I, that Tyranid game was a lot closer than it probably should have been, considering, and I, I wanted another crack at, at a two-win tournament, you know? Right. So I played Josh with his Thousand Sons, and and again, you know, game one, two, and six were just amazing. And I, I did win this one, 88 to 70, but he had two massive bricks of Terminators, a ton of Rubric Marines, a bunch of characters. It was crazy, and I have never played Thousand Suns, so I, I knew there were going to be psychic powers galore, and, and my God, he smited me so hard. But I was able to kind of block him out and keep him from teleporting around the board because that's something they can do. They can just pick up units and put them anywhere like they're deep striking but in the middle of the game. Right. So I he did warn me about that, so I was able to block him out the first two or three turns and really... Until I lost a few units, he wasn't able to do a whole lot. And it just kind of came down to trying to be super strategic. I was able to drop my Scourge behind his back objective and kind of take that. Something else made the charge back there. I think the Hellions made like a ridiculous charge to get in combat and clear it. And then the Scourge held it for me because I think the the Hellions died. You know, we kept joking, me and, you know, the, the 
three table blocks or whatever. We we were just having a blast. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think we kept it like, we're the fun bracket and all that. Because, yeah. you know, we're all one in five or one in four at that point. Just just having a good time at right. the last round of the tournament. And then somebody came over and one of the Xenos Petting Zoo guys had given him a sticker or something. And he was just over the moon about that sticker. I was like, oh, you want some more swag? And I, I threw a couple of our dice at him. And he was like, oh, my gosh. And he threw a couple of dice of his at me. And Nice. And next thing I know, I'm handing out dice and just we're all having a good time in that that three table block. It was it was so fun. Good. And I hate that you missed something like that <laughs> for the last round because that's that's really what it became. You know, they were cooking the tacos right behind us, and so yeah. everybody was getting hungry, and it was it was a blast. And I I hate and if Josh you hear this, you left one of your Thousand Sons card on a top of a, a piece of the terrain, and before oh, no. I noticed it, you were gone because I know you said you were going to go to the room and crash. And and I I tried looking for you and looking around and I and I couldn't find you. So I hope you found your card the next morning. Um, and if not, <laughs> that's where that card is. If you find that you're missing it, so sincere What'd you do? Apologies. Turn it in. I left it there in case he came back. You know, I yeah. figured the odds of him going to our, the last place he played was probably better than like checking the front desk or something. So All right. I know that's where I, I you know I lost my dice box at ATC and I I went exactly where I left it and sure enough there it was. So right. So that was essentially Cherokee for us. I felt um, probably more confident in round two and three than I did any other rounds. Right. Custodies, they're either really hard or a, a very technical game. I've beaten them. I've lost to them. I've played them twice, and, and I've almost beat them the first time, and then I beat them the second time. But it's one of those once you kind of figure out what they do and, and right. just avoid the big characters or whatever it is, That's generally you can survive. I think the reason why I scored so many points is because he kind of ran everything up mm-hmm. to the middle except for one unit kind of or one model kind of hanging in the back and my guardians were able to deep strike in and just oh. kill everything in his backfield sure. and so I took that objective so he was getting that minus one every time. Oh, um, that helps. It, yeah. So and I guess it, it should be said too that was a very infantry heavy Cassotes list. It was. I know we saw a, an army there that was, I think, all jet bikes, even the characters. And yeah. it was, it looked crazy. And I'm so glad I didn't get paired up against that. But he worked very hard to kind of help me. Like, you don't want to get clo- too close to this sure. character because they can heroically intervene and things like that. So, their 15 abilities. <laughs> uh, Jeff really helped me out there. Good. It, he, he sounded like he was a lot of fun. And it convinced you to consider custodies, so. Or just another army in general, because you know I've always been Eldar. I'm not paying another army. I I want to stay Eldar. So just for me to get the awakening of maybe I need to try something different. Sure. um, Or at least have something different on the table to go back and forth with. Well, I know the other day we were at Alternate Dimensions, our, our FLGS here, and you had picked up the orc combat patrol or something. Yeah, I got really terrified. <laughs> no, I just wanted to see what it looked like. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh god, no! If she starts playing orcs, like no. And but, no, I'm definitely okay. going to go for something a lot easier. I think orcs are probably in the same bracket as hard as Eldar. Dep- well, the thing with orcs, there's so many different units and so many different ways to play them. Right. It's, there's there's options, but you could talk to Jonathan about that. <laughs> All right. Um, as far as upcoming events go, I've got one on the books. I got mall in the mall in Cleveland, Tennessee coming up next month. I think there's only like 22 tickets sold right now. So 
might be a small, intimate event, but that's okay. Right. Technically, there's an RTT the second day, but I don't know that I'm going to stick around for it. Just really don't want to get a hotel room or travel. You know. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Let it get closer to time. Anything else going on? Anything else you want to chat about while we're on mic here? Other than just trying to discover and figure out which other army I'm going to build. I know I have one unit of salamanders, so they're still kind of pulling towards me a little bit. There are boxes and, and boxes and boxes. Custodes on the other side, so. Well, we have tons of Marines, so one of them is going to cost a whole lot more than the other. <laughs> uh, Marines, you could start today. That is true. All right. Well, I guess that's all we've got this time. This has been Webway Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks.